0: So I can, I can put a number on it where last year 40% of my income came from consulting opportunities off of LinkedIn and it was people who watched my videos.
1: So he is probably one of the most hard working person that I know of. He runs a consultancy business. Um, on top of that, like marketing consultancy, or is it an agency or is this a just, just, just a consultancy? Just a consultancy, just a okay. so, so consultancy, right? And then on top of that, he produces a show where he interviews top marketing personalities and then also on top of that, he's also the head of growth at Next Academy, right? So maybe you can take like a couple of minutes to just introduce yourself beyond the simple introduction that I just did for you. Um, Hey everyone, so I'm a marketer just
0: like you. Uh, I have had nine years in the industry. I started off in advertising agencies, traditional, digital. Uh, I was at the client side for a few years. I didn't need to SaaS for a couple of years. So last year, I started to um, you know, come up to um, break out to do my own freelancing, per se, or consultancy. So, on the back of the organic growth of LinkedIn, a lot of people around the world, uh, last year we had a LinkedIn panel, a lot of people around the world uh, started their own businesses or consultancies That That's what I did as well. So, uh, since last year, today is sort of the one year anniversary. Since last year I've successfully, you know, started my own consultancy and also I uh, am working in the capacity with uh, Next Academy in terms of their marketing. So, I have a few roles to play. And uh, from B to C, B to B, um, to many other clients, I don't have an industry. So I call myself a growth marketer. Um, So a lot of uh, marketers in the room, how do you define yourself as a marketer? You know, a growth marketer is a very distinct thing where uh, if you are your head of growth or you are some sort of head of growth like Hajun. How you define yourself as a, uh, a growth marketer is you look for the growth opportunities in the brand or business. So that's how you define yourself. Uh, I didn't define myself as a Facebook Ads expert or Google Ads expert. So as currently I am a growth marketer, um, I also instruct at next Academy. So a lot of things that I do
1: so you can catch up with me later after this and then I'll talk to you more as well. Okay. So uh, when we sat down preparing for this interview, so I started doing a lot of like pre-interviews trying to make this more professional as well, so there's no surprises. Uh, So when we sat down, um, I think last week, uh, to just talk about the things that you want to talk about, um, you mentioned that um, marketers in general, like all of us here, should start thinking borderless and like having a worldwide view to things right and um can you just expand on the idea of uh, uh, the idea of that a little bit that idea a little bit yeah yeah i i will definitely
0: will uh but first i want to understand the room um so how many of you plan to be consultants or own your own marketing company or agency how many in the room for about 10, I can say. Great stuff, great stuff. We should talk later. We can all collaborate. Wow, good, Noel. Good, good. So, great as well. So, why I, why I want to first establish that is you you can think borderless when it comes to being a consultant. The same strategies that uh, Wayne will teach next, next month applies for any market in the world. Wayne is doing advertising and marketing uh, for the US market for markets around the world, including Malaysia. You know, Yong, there, who is the Head of Growth of Keyword 2IO, he's doing marketing around the world. Uh, when I do marketing for Next Academy as well, we are doing marketing for Southeast Asia plus the world. So all your learnings, when it comes to Facebook, Google, or uh, website optimization or conversion, applies everywhere in the world, except China. <laughs> except China, that's Also, uh, so when you are a consultant or you own an agency, you don't have to limit yourself to the local market. You can always get out there and get your name out there, and you can get
1: clients anywhere in the world. So that's okay. And um, so last week we had the LinkedIn panel, and one of the, I guess, uh, the one of the remarkable questions that we got from the floor is that. How do you make money, right? So I know, like, whenever we always talk about like content creation and personal branding, like the question will always come up, like, how do you make money out of this? Because you're always talking about like going viral and like this is just a natural response to this, like these kind of topics, right? So um, to maybe give yourself some credibility, um, what kind of doors or what kind of avenues that you've gotten out of creating content and being really active on LinkedIn and also uh, having your
0: show? So I can, I can put a number on it where last year, 40% of my income came from consulting opportunities off of LinkedIn and it was people who watched my videos. So okay, back, backtrack a bit, uh, I do this Bob Lowe show where I interview marketers around the world. I talk to people that like I really want to talk to like Hayoung, I really want to learn keyword research and SEO from him and I'll eventually talk to Wayne as well to learn all the stuff that he knows. So I do not limit myself to even the experts in KL. Uh, Two days from now, I will be talking talking to Guy Kawasaki, who is the evangelist for Apple. You know, last month I talked to Ren Fishkin, uh, who is the uh, founder of Mars. So I do not limit myself when it comes to clients or also the learnings, to, to the knowledge. I do not limit myself. I will find you if you are the best in the world. So on the back of creating content, um, I managed to through my content uh, get consulting clients and this year even 40% of my revenue also comes from consulting clients not in Malaysia, but in in, uh, in Hong Kong and around the world as well. So do not limit yourself um, to to this part of the world or where you are and um, my, the caveat is that don't expect so kajun talked about creator content don't expect to monetize the content once you put up one video or one show that you get some revenue of course you may it might happen but you uh you play the long game so a lot of clients that came to me or inquired about my services uh, they actually said i saw your video months ago so it's about being consistent and about persisting, of uh, persisting of creating content, and then the results will come. It doesn't come overnight.
1: Okay. And um, I think because you use personal branding and LinkedIn as like on LinkedIn as your primary channel, like out of all the channels, why LinkedIn So
0: as um, last week we had a LinkedIn panel. We heard from Roberto. You know, heard from Kushbu and Nauri. Um, LinkedIn last year if you are a consultant or you have an agency or even now it's not too late to get on LinkedIn because it is the best organic reach the best platform is the best organic reach so I did a video interviewing someone uh, in Malaysia and it went viral in New York it went viral in Australia it went viral around Europe there is no limit when you do content on LinkedIn And the people on LinkedIn are generally uh, professionals or business owners. So it's the best organic reach out there. You cannot really do a content on Facebook and get that uh, good of organic reach.
1: But get it while you still can, while LinkedIn is still new, and while everyone is still new on it. And, and, And when we were talking about concentration and talking about more about your show specifically yeah. when we uh, met at the cafe. Um, you were talking about um, the reasons that behind you building the show itself. It's because like, you really like content. Um, yeah, I think at one point you were telling me that you actually go to Blitz so the cyber cafe, you will play games and listen to podcasts. Can you just tell, <laughs> tell us more about that because it's, It came out as something super weird for me, because I would never game and then listen to podcasts at the same time.
0: Yeah, um, I have this habit of learning. So, if tonight or tomorrow night, um, you go to Blitz Zone, you actually meet me there playing games and listening to podcasts. I have this habit of learning that on the way here in my Grab, I was learning as well. So, I love listening to marketing podcasts. There are a lot of Great marketing podcasts out there from the shark's perspective to things that are like the Mind Valley podcast to you know the, uh, there's this Jordan Harbinger show my favorite show uh, I love learning because imagine yourself improving yourself 1% every day so there is this story of the the founder of the Chipotle sauce you know the Chipotle sauce you get in Pizza Hut so he said he improved the 1% of his sauce by chasing, change, uh, changing the way he made parsley. So and then no one knew the difference. And then he changed the way that chili was processed, another 1%, no one knew the difference. But over the course of the year, making the incremental 1% change, he actually made a sauce that was totally brilliant and no one could achieve it. So every day, uh, this is my motto, any, any way I can improve myself by 1% or 2%, or even the work that I do, I can improve by one percent. I would uh, really do it. So by accumulation of uh, effort, you will
1: reach a certain point. Uh, you know, in the future. Yeah. And so you have this uh, show, the Bob Lowe show. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you currently look for people to interview? I know you mentioned like Ta Yong and like a few other people, like uh, Ram Kid and all that. Yeah. Like to prep for your upcoming shows. Like how do you? Like, who do you reach out to? and like what are, what are your criteria for that? So so,
0: how many of you were here last week for the LinkedIn panel? Last month. Uh, last know. month, sorry, last month. Right. About a handful, all right. So PushPush push, say, when you send a interview request, uh, sorry, a connection request, put in a personalized message. I, I go, a little bit above that, so when I listen to a podcast, for example, you can go and listen to the HubSpot podcast or you can listen to the Intercom podcast. And then they have a very good marketer on SEO or they have um, maybe Rand Fishkin on the podcast. What you can do is when you message Rand Fishkin to connect with Rand Fishkin or any any influencer out there, you personalize your message, hey, Wayne, I really love your interview on this podcast. What you said about SEO really resonated with me and I'm going to try it out. I would love to be part of your LinkedIn network. And those connection requests, the acceptance rate is damn high, it's 80%. And then you kick off with that. They will say, thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging with my content. Or you can, even if they are content creator, I love your video about LinkedIn videos. When you personalise your invite, it sets things off very well. So when they get a connection request, they might just reply, thank you very much, uh, and then they'll accept your connection request. This works with all the top marketers in the world. Top, top marketers. So how I get to interview them is, um, I actually reach out with a purpose. So I think I told Wayne. So I think Kajun reached out to influencers as well. So when you reach out to an influencer to Um, to to do a podcast interview or to do a marketing uh, video, what you actually need to tell them is your purpose. I always say I want to educate the marketers on LinkedIn or I want to educate the marketers on the the marketers meetup. So based on your purpose, they will actually uh, agree to your interview. No influencer or no marketing guru, no uh, famous person has said, how, much, how many views you get or how much is your how many subscribers you have. Of course, that's important. But they never ask that if you have a good purpose.
1: And, and, and one of the things that you told me was also like, um, you told them that they, you want to kind of make them famous in this part of the world? Um, so, so,
0: um, and, and so just now, um, Kajun and Wayne had a question, right? So who wants to create content? Who wants to be famous? This is the best time to create your own show or your own podcast. It's still new. It's still very new. There are not many podcasts in Malaysia or even Asia yet. So when I reach out to Guy Kawasaki, who is like a keynote speaker, both with Steve Jobs, um, now is the evangelist for Canva. If you reach out to somebody like that, your, my leverage is I said I want to promote your book here in Asia. I want to promote your content here in Asia. I want to reach out to the people. That is my hook. But even without that hook, I think it would work. But that is your leverage with, uh, with the current market right now.
1: So get out there
0: and create your own show, create your own
1: podcast. It's still new. So yeah, that's the angle. I think most people in the room will steal that hook now. Yeah. Now that you sure. share it. Yeah. Um, and, and so what was interesting to me is that This interview show that you have, uh, for those of you who uh, haven't watched the show or haven't had a chance to watch it, just go at Bob on LinkedIn and then you will start seeing all these very, very interesting videos coming up. Um, So what really interests me about the show or what I find fascinating about this is that you are interviewing people, right? How would that in turn build your authority as an expert? Because they are obviously getting the spotlight, you are shining the spotlight on them, you're trying to learn from them. How would that, okay, how would that in turn get you clients? Like you are just an interviewer, you are like on TV. you are interviewing someone. How how does does that run in your head? Um, Yeah, so
0: it's more like a collaboration or co-branding. So just now Khajun talked about working with micro-influencers. So I actually don't really, uh, mind the person if I interview if they don't have much of a following uh, as long as they are really good at what they do so I started off doing a lot of content by talking to the camera like this hey you should do facebook ads and you know you should try look alike audience you should this is how you optimize your facebook ads and after a while I got really tired I was like yeah i get tired of talking about myself but what if I could bring on someone like Wayne talk about Facebook ads and since I am an expert in whatever we're going to talk about I'm also a marketer so Kajun said find your niche mine is very is marketing is my niche right you can even go even more niche like B2B you can even go even more niche like copywriting you can even go more niche like just pay ads or whatever or SEO that, that niche so um, when I talk to these people um, I ask very good questions because I myself am executing and doing what I do. So that builds the brand as well. And another way is when you talk to someone. So last year I interviewed someone called Simon Kemp, which is one of the top marketers in Singapore. And he releases the global digital snapshot that I think some of you use when you do your research. So when I talk to a person like this, it builds that credibility that, hey, uh, if my potential client looks up to him and I'm talking to him, you know, it sort of builds my credibility as well. So that's how you build yourself up. That happens with the mind-ready podcast as well, right? So Vision, who is the mind-ready podcast host, talks to, different, uh, talks to uh, different gurus around the world and then that builds his brand as well. So that's how Oprah Winfrey builds her brand as well. So by talking to experts, it doesn't diminish your brand. It sort of builds up your brand. Of course, it would help if you mix up the content by having some content of yourself as well. So that 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 answers
1: the question. Yeah, sure. That that definitely did. And how? Like, what is? So you have a consultancy business that you are. That basically is your basic like uh, uh, that's your main source of revenue, kind of. And then you also have this show. Um, how much effort do you put into the show? And how do you, like all of us have 24 hours. How are you able to do so many, so many things? Whereas like, I think some of us, do, I mean, some of us in the room would have be like tired and just want to go to bed after we ended our work day. Like, how are you able to do that? Do you have any tips for us? Uh, if, if you
0: really want to create your own content, it's going to take a lot of time. Um, after a few rounds of practice, you'll find the most efficient way to do things. Um, you will find the most efficient way to do subtitles. You will find the most efficient way to do edits. After a certain amount of practice, now when I invite people for my interviews, it has to be on the month that is, F, F, uh, is very empty. Then I will batch invite people for interviews. So I will invite five people in a go, and four or three of them will say yes. So that amount of time spending uh, to invite people is an amount of time. So you batch stuff. So I also spend an amount of time, um, if you watch my content, there's a lot of like, short content. So that's also another amount of time that I take to edit or take to, uh, deci- to decipher my videos. So do it in batches, have a process. Um, and when you when you create content, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy creating content because that's what I enjoy consuming as well. And I do sometimes also listen to my own podcast because I still remember talking to this guest about this thing. So I, especially if you are your own boss or, you are, or your own freelancer or you are your own consultant, you have no limits when it comes to work. Um, I don't want to tell you how to manage your time, but I do plan things ahead, five days in ahead, but you could do that or something uh, similar as well. So manage your time and if it doesn't, uh, manage your time and find ways to uh, create your content in a more efficient way. When I used to shoot my own videos, I I just went to some park and did five videos in a go, edit them in a go and publish them, have a schedule to publish them. It's exactly like creating content for your client. Um, I'm so fortunate to have clients uh, to work with Next Academy as well that some of the interviews I do could be reused as content for Next Academy. So find ways, if you like doing content, maybe you could ask your client, hey you know, I'm doing this sort of content, do you want to lash on in as well? So that's a very subtle and nuanced thing you can do, and it takes a lot of negotiation. So prioritize what
1: you do and create content. Yeah. So what I realize about you as a person is that you are very good with people. Like when we met at the cafe, you literally know every single person at the cafe. I don't know how you do that, but you were able to say like, uh, Francis, bring me that cup of water. Or uh, Jack, bring me that menu. Or like um, Daisy, please fill up uh, Wayne's cup. Like I don't know how you do that, and I think that's a innate talent that you have. How much? Oh, and also just to share with the room, like you actually got the opportunity to meet Gary Vee when he was here last week, right? So how much of that would you attribute it to your networking skills or like your people skills and how like i guess what i'm saying is that like you have so a lot of people are doing linkedin right yeah. but you somehow connected that with offline and you just naturally move with people like like yeah so, so, to make a, like,
0: um, great question really great question originally i told Wayne i want to come up here and not talk about consulting not talk about creating content I just want to talk about networking. Yeah. Um, you, you can go to my favorite bar in KL, you can go to my favorite cafe in KL, or you can even go to a cafe with me in Bangkok. I will know the service name if I've been there a few times. Um, the reason why I do interviews besides creating content for consultancy is to create that connection as well. So imagine when I interviewed, uh, for example, a marketer in Europe, I've interviewed a couple of people in Europe. I've interviewed someone in Boston. You spend that one hour of time connecting with someone, talking, doing research, talking and asking great questions. And after, after that interview, you go on LinkedIn, you distribute the content, you distribute the content on podcasts, you build that relationship with someone. It's sort of building relationships at scale. So why do an interview? First, you tap into their audience. So whoever that influencer is, tap into their audience. Secondly, you build that real relationship with that influencer as well. So when I went to Melbourne last year, because of my content and the people I interviewed on LinkedIn, there were people meeting me in Melbourne for an event and then we went for drinks as well. I could mostly do that in many parts of the world. Because um, on, on LinkedIn or, 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 or the real world, it's basically about building connections and how you build connections is not getting these days patience you know about playing the long game you really have to play the long game today you know kaiyong you don't ask kaiyong for money today but you know kaiyong you give kaiyong value every time kaiyong post something or kaiyong does a chrome extension give him value and, you know install the chrome extension give him feedback build that connection and then one day if you want to interview kaiyong by all means or you want to ask Tayong for some advice after you build, yeah, for money. <laughs> you know, after you build that, after you build that long-term relationship. So that's how I get to interview. There are two ways I get to interview people. One is the cold email that I talked about just now. Secondly, how I get to interview people is I really play the long game. I will go and comment on all their content. I will say, hey, great video, and then I will message them as well. I build that that long relationship before I even go for the ask so it's like jack 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 red book right so i will build that long relationship without the intent of getting anything out of it just by giving value so give value build that network and aim for the long run you don't know one day all these relationships or network will pay off or or never but you build that value
1: there how do you find out what kind of questions to ask to build that relationship? Because I'm sure, like you said, there are not many interview shows out there, but there are also many. Like, why would someone why would someone feel special after your interview with them? And how do you come up with the questions, or the right questions to ask?
0: Um, OK, I have this thing where people are interviewed. I have this. Um, QC or this thing where I need to see them creating content. You can see maybe the head of marketing of let's say Air or the head of marketing or GoJet or whatever. If they are very good at what they do, but they are not creating content, there is a low chance of them getting interviewed. Like like if Wayne is not creating content, but he is of course very good at what he do, doesn't mean he wants to be interviewed. But if Wayne is there on LinkedIn every week doing some videos and then has a podcast
1: Obviously our, I want to become uh, famous
0: Obviously you want more reach. no matter what rich is even more, 10, 10 people more or even my never getting to know about you it will help So that's one When I reach out to people I will see what they are doing So how do I come up with the best questions is I will look through Actually when people go for interviews, I'll tell them a the long process so, First, I will, if I want to interview a top, in, top marketing person, I will watch their keynotes. I will watch how other people interview them. There might be a lot of interviews. After that, they, if they have books, I will read their books and consume their books. Thirdly, I will go through their postings. So if they have a latest post or a blog, go through that because that is what they are currently thinking of. is what is the current trend so when you go through all three um, so even like three days or two days before I do an interview I already have the questions and one hour before the interview I'll sit down with the questions and cut out all those that don't provide any value so when you go and interview you do an introduction of the guests like I sometimes do on my show they know the amount of research that you've done and uh, you'll get but I'm I'm very happy whenever an interviewee says to me, "Great question." So that is the goal. That so I'm that's told. your KPI. Yeah, that's my. You say great question. So how you get to a great question is by research and asking questions that other interviewers haven't asked. Okay,
1: cool. Um, uh, that's basically it from me. Uh, what I'm what we're gonna do now is to take questions from the floor, yeah. and then because my, you pretty much know all my questions already. Uh, so. Anybody here has a question for Bob? No? Is there a hand? There? Oh.
2: Hi, hi Bob. So i I actually follow you and I watch some of your shows on LinkedIn. Sorry about name? Emerson. Emerson. Thanks, Emerson. Emerson. Yeah. Um, so earlier you mentioned that uh, this whole messaging and all that right that you message someone in case you want to add them and all that right so um i at this point of time what i do is i, I work for an organization and i typically business business b2b so a uh, b2b so we reach out to like other corporations and i'm in the blockchain uh, space so what i would like to know is um specifically in this niche right because they're niche and you mentioned about marketing as well so when you have a niche like a blockchain, you are using LinkedIn, how would you actually, uh, based on in mind, how would you actually uh, connect to someone out of the blue and uh, get them, because there are a lot of thought leaders uh, on LinkedIn, but how do you actually get them to like, respond to you if not for the first time approach and what would you do subsequently? Yes. Okay,
0: okay, good, good question, great question. Um, so basically, Emerson asks, how do you cold-message someone or connect with someone who is a top leader on LinkedIn, or, or anywhere? I would first consume their content. It takes time. I would, if I am a fan of anyone in the blockchain or B2B space. Uh, if they have content, I would consume their content and be genuine and reach out to them. Like, I will comment and share their content. That's how I reach out to influencers. And then I will cold message them, hey, I and this genuine feedback. I really love your article on blockchain in China. And uh, this is my thoughts. And I would really love to be part of the LinkedIn network. That beats 99% of people on LinkedIn already. Everyone on LinkedIn sends a, a blank connection request. Then, so your subsequent question is?
2: Uh, yeah, but
0: well, what if they don't reply, so
2: what's your subsequent question?
0: If they don't reply, continue giving value, continue commenting and appreciating their posts. Okay, okay, this is a great question where a lot of people, not a lot of people, there are certain people who don't agree to, not don't agree, who don't reply or don't agree to an interview uh, with me. So do I feel rejected or not? Or do I get offended? Not really, I still give value, I'm still a big fan, so I I'm a big fan of uh, Demand Gen Radio. So if you are into Martech, go on the Demand Gen Radio podcast. So when I reached out to David Lewis, I said, David Lewis, I love your podcast. I love all your guests. Would you like to do an interview? And then David Lewis didn't reply. All right, David Lewis. So David Lewis reply. So what do I do? I don't rant to him. I don't say, hey, why you didn't reply? What? No. And I didn't take it offence. I continued supporting him. Every time he posted the content, continue listening to the podcast. Maybe someday he will be on my, uh, my show, agree for an interview. But don't uh, give up if they don't reply to you or don't agree to your connection request. Continue building that. A, norm, a normal human being will eventually see, uh, notice and remember you, uh, but it takes time. So, but the, the strategy is there. The strategy is always the long game and building that, that, that relationship. If you, if you apply the strategy, it will work most of the time, and in the long run, it will pay off.
1: Yeah. Do we have another question for Bob? I'm coming. Bob, all the way to the end. Hi, Bob. Hi, here. Hi, Tommy. So, I have a question
0: for you. For example, when you are creating the content for your show, right, the Bob Lowe show, What is the greatest challenge that you face right now currently and what are you doing to address it okay a great question my my greatest challenge i think relating back to what kajun was talking about just now is to get more reach for my videos that i put out that's always the greatest challenge as a content creator it's not creating the content it's distributing and uh, you'll ask questions how to make it viral my, my, I don't have a secret to this. I talked to other LinkedIn creators on LinkedIn. I talked to a guy called Richard Moore, who is from London. And he is a top LinkedIn creator, has a big community. Actually, the secret is creating that one-on-one connection. The secret is not content is not king. Community is king. When you build a community or build that one-on-one relationship with all your followers, when you post any content, You don't even have to tag them, you don't even have to email them. They will organically get on your content. So my greatest challenge is reach for my content, and how I do that is by building a community. So I hope that answers your question. Um, More questions
1: for Bob?
2: I'm very interested in um, podcasting. Uh, Could you share what sort of equipment would be needed? How long a script? And if you are not good at even speaking in front of the camera, what what can you do?
0: Oh, that's that's an amazing question. So I have to go down to so level zero first. So at level zero, how I started was um, I might even send you if you comment on me. I might even send you my first video. My first video was literally with a selfie stick and my headphone. And I talk. I just like ask people for advice. That's my first video. Um, my audio equipment for the longest time was my headphone until my video editor complained, and then I had to upgrade to a laptop mic equipment. So I'm still looking for ways to upgrade. But I, um, it's the best time to create content because everyone's mobile phone right now is uh, is your media device. Um, if you are not, uh, if you're worried about not having good content, that's where interviewing people helps because then you don't have to come up with you know, five points for Facebook ads. You interview, Wayne, and he'll tell you five points about Facebook ads. Uh, and just start out, um, if you want to do voice, just start out recording the, uh, the audio on your handphone, and then you can use Anchor or any 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 platform to distribute your your podcast so podcasts are good the challenge about podcast the main challenge that uh just now he asked me is the distribution so getting the content creating the content is not hard it's the distribution that's hard so uh, use whatever you can don't worry about the quality you know as kanjun said your community your audience is more important so it doesn't matter if you don't have charisma, it doesn't matter if you don't talk very well. It's more about what value you want to give to your audience. So if I create this content today and it gives value to someone, someone learns something, I'm happy already. It can be 5 people watching, it can be 10 people watching. So, so to be honest, my YouTube video, my YouTube channel only has 41 subscribers mm-hmm. and only the highest view is 100 views. But all these viewers and subscribers are business owners and became my clients and gave me money. That's more important, right? So it doesn't matter you can have one audience, that audience can Bill gates and then tomorrow he give you money. So it doesn't matter if your audience is five of your closest friends and you reach out to them and you give them value. Just continue creating content. Your goal is not. To have a million followers, your goal is not to have a huge community. Your goal is to give value. Alright? So, thanks for that question. Okay. Can I get on? Yeah, just Hi, Bob. Hi, hi. I'm Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi. Just a follow up question on distribution. So, you use a lot of LinkedIn and you connect with the people you're
2: on LinkedIn but you also mentioned YouTube, so, so what do you do? You host it on YouTube and then link it back on your LinkedIn or you do both or you have two separate channels or your multi-channels, how do you do your distribution?
0: Oh, that's, that's a great question. So that's the great question. So I'll tell you my whole process. LinkedIn has the best organic reach. So LinkedIn is where I put short snippets of the interview because the maximum time is 10 minutes. So i will cut out portions of it and put on linkedin and it can be my goal is to provide uh, value so it can be like three points on networking how to create engagement for your linkedin post so that is the main one i put it up there and then in the comments i put a link to youtube and then if they wanted to watch the full uh, interview they can go to youtube and people do from linkedin Um, so linkedin i just Create content there because it's the best organic reach. Still struggling to create a following on YouTube, but uh, I I don't really care. But I just continue putting it out there. After that, I would strip out the audio and put it onto podcast, onto so it goes on Spotify, iTunes, um, Google Podcasts, and everywhere. Also, the point of my distributing on podcast is to first help the interviewee and also just to put that organic reach out there, back or whatever. So the distribution, the main one, that's why I say LinkedIn is, is, is the best organic reach. So find a way to find where is the best organic reach. It might be your Facebook group, it might be your WhatsApp group, it might be an email newsletter that you have. So what I'm going to plan to do in the future, I want to build an email list. So that's my plan in the future. So that will help my distribution. But always think of ways you can build a community and distribute uh, your content. So for me, it works very well on LinkedIn and I'll still go on other channels just to put it out there. So you don't have a vlog? A vlog like talking every day and about myself going around every day. No, not yet, maybe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for her question, maybe I think someone recommends me to the Osmo pocket. There's one gadget. I haven't seen it like Yeah, i oh, think it might. Might. For us to get a quick, uh, yeah, maybe that is for her, and also to, to get attention of somebody who is like high up there. Maybe we ask, I uh, don't just say I, I like your video, but uh, make it uh, specific. What what you like, and maybe you ask the question. Now, that will get their attention because uh, they are talking about the things that they like. Then you ask the question that like you know to get their, so they will notice you. I mean, for his question to, to get the people to to thanks
1: any names wants to ask a question so we can challenge <laughs> challenge your pop's memory <laughs> hey bob hi hi man hi so um i wanted to ask something regarding uh, linkedin in general yeah. uh, from your experience from your experience uh, what is the reach like when you compare text only posts uh text with images and text with <laughs> Video. Is there
0: a reason why you landed on video specifically because the reach is more effective or is it more persuasive? <laughs> oh, that, that's a good question as well. Um, images works well. Um, video also works well. Uh, generally, I have some very good performing, uh, performing images posts as well. Um, text also is good once you get the engagement there. So the top influences on LinkedIn like the dots, like, like the million followers do a lot of text video uh, i like doing video because it's sort of like doing a webinar when someone watches your video for four minutes they are super engaged and might be your client so that's why i do video um, textbooks as well but the 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 inside here i'll give you is articles so when you put out articles you still get engagement three months six months away so articles the longevity of a linkedin article i think maverick Poo will tell you as well is damn good so that's where you get your reach and that's where you get a longevity of content videos and text, after 24 hours no more there's
1: no more no one can see it but articles will stay there forever and uh, just a follow-up question from for that right because it was interesting to me so you're saying that linkedin articles get basically evergreen traffic, traffic. yeah and where do you think that traffic is from is it from google or like because usually on social media like once the post is like goes down the feed then that's when you lose like
0: so um, once you create a LinkedIn article, first, it will be planted in your profile.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's
0: one. And I think somehow the article pops up sometimes here and there, so it will come up again here, here and there. And when it comes to SEO, yes, it's also very good for SEO. So you get discovered on Google as well. Um, yeah, the longevity of art- LinkedIn articles is great, and it also builds the authority like no other things.
1: Okay. Uh, we'll take one last question from Bob. Is that if there are any more questions for him? Okay. Hi, Bob. Uh, my name is Jason. Uh, we are doing pretty well on paid media. Uh, we are spending quite a bit and getting ROI pretty much a
2: few days later. And uh, I, I love consuming content myself. I love producing content, but I cannot justify why
1: I should spend my time doing it. Because I, I do want to do it, it's just that I feel like it's not the most important thing. You get know what I mean? It's like, I, I do understand that there's so much to get in the long long term and uh, now is the, one of the best time to do it, but, but same thing pretty much applies to paid media as well. So I'm thinking, of like, what's your take on like paid versus organic?
0: actually i'd like to tackle your previous question versus the paid versus organic as well um, so why why create content that's that's a good a, amazing question what business do you do jason self courses. sorry e-commerce all right e-commerce so um there are certain influencers out there that only create five content per year but have millions of subscribers and he is a marketer So if you go to backlinko's youtube he only does five videos per year but it's them high quality videos if you're like people in the seo world will know backlinko so you go to a youtube channel you search on youtube called backlinko he only has five videos per year but has more subscribers than neil patel and neil patel does videos every day so so why why create content of course if you're e-commerce you create enough content to run ads, that's basically it. You don't need to create content anymore. But the, this is talking back when, when I teach at Next Academy, uh, the product launch bootcamp. I always tell my students, you need to build brand. Once you build brand, it's easier to convert. So certain things like like you will not search for cloud storage space service anymore, right? You search for Dropbox. So once you reach a point where your brand is the search term, when you reach, your, your brand is grabbed. You don't say, I want to get on the right sharing service. No one says that anymore. I want to grab, go to Bangsa. Once you reach a point to be um, the, the go-to person or your brand reaches a point where you're the authority, so Neil Patel creates content every day and spends a lot of money on content. Why? Because he wants to be associated with online marketing. So once you reach that point, conversions will be very easy. So that's why you need to create content, but you don't have to if you don't want to, you still can do your conversions, but cost might go up. So when you have a good brand, I think Wayne will tell you as well, once you have a good brand, it's very easy to convert. So so that's the second question, and then why create content and...
2: Paid organic.
0: Paid versus organic. Uh, LinkedIn is free, so that's why I use it. If you want to spend money, uh, I don't spend money on Facebook because I don't think it's my target audience I cannot get consulting services from there, uh, but do, I do spend money, you know, I do sometimes hire an editor I do, if I could accelerate my content I would, if I could do targeting I would, but not at this moment but paid is a good consideration to make Let's
1: talk after like we spend a significant sum of like, uh, advertising, but at the same time we also produce a ton of content as well. And they definitely complement each other. So if you want some insight, you can always jam right after this about that. Okay, cool. Um, if people want to reach out to you, um, how about this is the best way to do that? I don't have a main card, so just follow me
0: and connect with me on LinkedIn. Send a personalized message. Hey, I saw your talk at Market I love your point. This. Uh, don't need to ask a question now. I said, oh, you just send a, a request. I will accept it generally. Uh, Follow me on LinkedIn, and my show is on YouTube, Spotify, wherever. Uh, Most importantly, not about following my content, uh, let's build a real connection. You know, you never know, I might uh, interview you, might collaborate with you in terms of business. I might, uh, if you need any connections from me to get to know any marketers, any advice, or if you need any, um, any help or anything or any questions, can still reach out to me. So let's provide value to each other. Imagine, I know Wayne and Wayne has 1,000 people that can provide value to you. This room has about 70 people. Um, these 70 people are very valuable to you as well, okay?
1: Cool, let's give it up for Bob.